Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Okay, so let's get on with the show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> episode are you, three. Are you over the inertia from from all the Christmas and other holiday celebrations? Are Just, you back in full full back? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sort of came back with a bit of a vengeance. I'm yeah, I'm I'm rocking and rolling. <laughs> all right, good. Glad to hear it. I, do you know so, what I thought we could talk about today? Mm-hmm. Something we've only ever mentioned in passing. We actually both help a lot of people with it, um, <laughs> but we've never talked about it. IBS. Yeah, but the most of, most frequent reference to it is when we complain that the NHS and various other medical groups say the first line should be hypnosis for IBS, mm-hmm. and yet none of them will pay for it. No, <laughs> that's right. It's, yeah, it's, it's on the NICE website over here. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first uh, choices for IBS should be hypnotherapy. Very unlikely that people don't aren't familiar with the acronym, but it is irritable bowel syndrome, mm. and it can be debil- really debilitating. People can be in so much pain they really can't function. So yeah, it is okay. It's worth treating. <laughs> I I before I trained to be a therapist, I thought IBS was just when people um, needed to go all the time. It, it can be like a constipation as well, can't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, mm. it's usually either or. I mean, you mm. you get you have bouts of strong constipation and then bowels of almost diarrhea where they have so much mucus build up but mm. that's not that's not going the medical route because yeah. we know that there isn't it is yes it's a syndrome that some people have and it can be quite debilitating but it's not it's not cancer it's no. it's not those kinds of things it's if and hugely hugely influenced by stress which of mm. course is is the bread and butter for all hematists who who are working clinically is stress. So a large well, yeah, part you, of what we would do with them is just to get help. Yeah, I mean stress. you've said it on many occasions, haven't you? That any medical condition can be exacerbated oh, yeah. by stress. Yeah, but this they could be absolutely fine and dandy, and then have some major stressor, and all of a sudden it it, it raises its head again. So mm. it is. Not to be confused with things like Crohn's, which are organic illnesses, which also, of course, would be worsened by stress if it's a different disease. Mm. So I haven't seen very many people for it. I think perhaps because gastroenterologists may already have people that they refer to because it is so well known in the literature. Mm. But um, I have had a few and I've had several people ask about it, whether it would be useful for relatives or whatever. How about yourself? Have you seen many? Yeah, it's one of the things I do actually put on my website that I can help mm-hmm. with with IBS. Um, because when, when I was being taught um, to be a therapist, I was quite sort of fascinated by all the, um, you know, all the research behind it that's mm-hmm. been done um, on IBS and on hypnotherapy um, for IBS. And I, I was sort of really surprised by all these different trials that have been done and by the results mm-hmm. from them. Um, yeah. yeah, but when you think about it, it's like... 
I, I, I put this in layman's terms, obviously, but mm. when we think about something, we can induce various physical reactions within our body, can't we? If you think of mm -hmm. something scary, you might start shaking, for example. Right. Um, and of course, when we think of something terrible, we may suddenly get this urge to rush to the loo. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it can happen. And I suppose that's, again, because I talk a lot about the primitive brain. Some people refer to it as the emotional brain. Mm -hmm. um, but going back to the days when we were running around naked, as it were, um, you know, if we needed to get away from some kind of threat, maybe we would just sort of evacuate our bowels before we ran, wouldn't we? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not a problem now. But yeah, it's it is. It's been around for millennia. <laughs> as long mm. as people have had guts, they probably had irritable guts. It does tend to get worse in adolescence, I think. You don't really? usually see too I don't think, I'd have to check the statistics, but it tends, tends to be, I think, perhaps because we feel more stressed than any other time. Uh, um, do you follow a particular protocol? It's or... all about the reduction of stress, everything I do. It's about that, you know, that relaxation, mm -hmm. that deep therapeutic relaxation. And again, getting the client focused on more positive things, because when we occupy our mind with positive things, keeping our, our brains active and things to do, we tend to worry less, don't we? Mm -hmm. um, so again, that, you know, that kind of thing, it's actually pretty straightforward. I found it helping people with IBS. Mm -hmm. I was uh, at the Royal Society in London, they had a speaker on IBS recently, well, within the last two years, at least, that's recent for me, I'm old, but um, he works at Duke University, which is mm. a pretty well-respected institution, and uh, he has a protocol, it's a 12-week protocol, Okay. I think, it's a, it, and it's very uniform, probably rather like the, what's that uh, system you use where you, you ask your, your clients to score themselves after each session? Oh, with the core. Yeah, I think that's probably why they're so strict about using mm. insects, so they can gather information. We said this to this person, we mm. said this same thing to this person and how it, mm. how it varies. Um, but I have, I, there's a huge number of people who suffer from it who would benefit if they knew that mm. hypnosis would help. It doesn't rarely get a, a positive response if you tell somebody it's it's your nerves, dear. <laughs> You're telling them they need, you just need to relax. It's not not the way to uh, approach it. And unfortunately, most people have heard that, so they tend to avoid. They yeah, just, you know, I'm not well today, and stay hidden away. But yeah, it's strange when we think about it. If we're going into um, an acute stressful situation, like a job interview or a driving test or mm -hmm. something, yeah, we we get this urge to go to the loo, don't we? Or maybe to go and take a wee. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anything nervous? Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you've got an interview coming up, you usually think about it for quite a while. So it gives you lots of time to, to get stressed out. <laughs> driving test, yeah, probably the same thing. It's a long time since I took my driving test. Mm. But um, Yeah, Denise yeah, came out I mean, as a closet driver last year after knowing you <laughs> for a few years. I finally found out she can actually drive. <laughs> no, I used to be able to drive. I can't now. But, um, <laughs> but it's all of those... All of those kind of anxiety provoked things mm. can be made worse, but this is something we have actual concrete proof that mm. it's it's a stress response. Mm. It's been last two weeks ago we were talking about um, stress signature, and mm. this would be 
very definitely somebody stress signature they started having problems again in that area yeah i mean this... a lot of the time your stress creeps up on you you don't even it's it's so present in your life you forget that you're stressed well i say that i i, I say that to everybody that it creeps up on us without us realizing it because mm-hmm. um, obviously I talk about that metaphorical stress bucket all the time and I say it, it gets filled up and it can be a gradual process mm-hmm. um, you know it may be that we've had a bad year for example just one thing yeah. after another it's, with no let up it's the frog in the pool of water that's gradually getting hotter mm. it, you don't you don't realize it until it overflows and somebody who has a disorder like this would possibly get information ahead of time but it doesn't really mm. matter why you're stressed we should we should reduce it <laughs> but getting back to ibs though mm-hmm. i mean it's not just the case of needing the loo is it uh no no it's serious abdominal pain yeah very very stressful yeah Blow and that pain. in itself that the pain in itself it's a stressor too so it's just a vicious cycle mm. as as with a lot of things that are stress related it does become a vicious circle doesn't mm-hmm. it okay so you've, you've helped a few people then with ibs Have the oh yeah They've yeah, and, been long and term. Yes. I mean, sometimes they'll come back and say, you know, they need can, you a top can, I, can I have another audio, please? Yes. Mm. So, to help. If, you know, the stress is coming from a different angle. So they're, you know, most, most people are stressed by certain kinds of things. And mm. Some new thing comes along and they respond slightly differently. But um, yeah, one of my first, remember the, the first woman who I was seeing was very local. Mm. She was one of the first people and asked me if it would be useful for that. But she has multiple gastrointestinal issues. She sees a variety of specialists. Mm. Actually, I should ask her to refer me to them so I can talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I only had to get permission from one. Um, but it is, I mean, it's I, a very... I, do you know, I, I think the thing with this is, it, it's like with so many other things. At the end of the day, hypnotherapy is, I, I say it's a talking therapy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then people will think to themselves, how the hell can you get rid of IBS just by talking? <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't. You by, by relaxing and yeah. relaxing because we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, I mean, but... It, it's a drug free option, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a completely natural process. Um, but I, it still never ceases to amaze me just how useful hypnotherapy can be, how helpful it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, how beneficial it can be for so many various things. And and yet in its simplest form, it's a talking therapy. Yep. Slightly well, more I, sophisticated I, than that, but so, well, yeah, but it's it's really it's allowing you to quiet the little voices in your head that are going on mm. at you. <laughs> Causing all sorts of things. They um just going off at a tangent, as I always do, <laughs> for a change, for Please a change. Do. Just something you just sprang to mind then. I, I saw an interesting meme today, and it said, what what names is that voice in your head calling you? Oh, yes. Probably quite a lot of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but that affects us, though, doesn't it? Of course. Yeah. And in fact, those very same things could be because somebody well may have been penalized by a parent if they had those kind of symptoms or mm-hmm. find it very difficult to work in a job situation because they were constantly having to go to the loo. Mm. Um, those, the, those, we, we internalize so much of mm. the, not necessarily spoken words. You just see somebody flat, a look flash across somebody's face 
mm. all the words you've heard all of your life hit you. It's a trigger. So yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. But, but it does definitely work. And I think that uh, maybe what we should do is put something in the in the show notes, another link to some of the um, references. Some, some of the references. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, okay, so somebody's got IBS. I mean, it's going to obviously again. I don't have your medical background, but if somebody's had IBS for quite some time, um, I would imagine all their sort of vital mineral levels and things could be up the wall, couldn't they? Uh, it doesn't usually because it's very intermittent. Mm. Um, um, they probably, I, I don't remember if I've found you, I didn't do adult medicine. I did, I did adult, but only emergency medicine. <laughs> <laughs> when I trained, I was, I was a pediatrician. Um, and I don't remember their numbers being funny. Obviously mm. people with Crohn's disease, it's a little bit different, mm. but, um, I don't, I think a lot of it is people are scared to eat or drink certain things because they think it's going to make it worse. Mm. And so you might therefore get into some, you know, oh, I can't eat oranges. You, know, you could you could talk yourself into having problems with um, with some kinds of foods, but it's a very complex interaction. And I think that it would we'd be treading on medical. Mm. But that, that, I think see, we talked about it much. You've just said something there about you can talk yourself into letting mm -hmm. yourself think that certain foods will affect you. And basically, yeah, you're hypnotizing yourself into in a negative way. Yeah. 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 Um, there you go. There's another way to explain hypnotherapy to people, though, isn't it? Because we mm -hmm. talk them into a different mindset. And that, yeah, that I mean, in essence, is what it is. We're going to give you the pre-approved words. You pre-approved them yourself when we were talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you can use these words. It's be because I think a lot of it is people mistake Crohn's and IBS and um, diverticulitis, another abdominal mm. pain, difficulty with going to the bathroom or whatever. So, and that is very much food. You, you've got to be very careful about what you're eating mm. if you have diverticulitis. So um, IBS doesn't usually go towards anything really terrible, but in itself, it is very, very dis disabling. What I find so strange is think how much money the National Health Service would spend on meds mm. I don't frequent visits to, to the emergency room or the doctors if you're in that much pain by just allowing your patients to have a few sessions with hypnosis. <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. When yeah, it's so well. Although so well one area health authority and it escapes my mind, which was advertising recently for registered hypnotherapists. Oh. Mm. So it looks like they're taking some, I don't know whether it was for hypnobirthing for or for IDS. Or for a, or, for, yeah. for a particular study, perhaps, mm. if they had funding. Mm. No, no, these were full-time jobs. Oh, really? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, they were they were recruiting for full-time hypnotherapists. Um, and I thought, well, finally, finally, maybe things are changing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, Not probably. Was... I, I don't think you'd want to work. For, would you want to work for the no, NHS? Now you've busy. already now you're already out and in I'm, practicing. I'm way too yeah. busy. <laughs> but was uh, no, this is before you started practicing medicine. Um, CBT that's been around since the seventies, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. mm. I'm just wondering, was there the same kind of skepticism about that when it first? 
I wouldn't be surprised if they were skeptical. Most people are skeptical, but that you have to, you should be seeing a licensed psychologist or psychiatrist. So you probably already already in that mm. environment to go over. And so psychologists may well see you outside the threshold of mm. the NHS, but um, it's available, although fairly limited sessions. I don't think they pay for very many sessions. Over here. Depending on what, yeah. Yeah, yeah. CBT is available on the NHS. Yeah, but how many sessions do you get? I, I think it's only about six. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they limit you. Yeah. You can go yeah. back again, but you've Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're, they're registered, BACP registered um, CBT therapists over here within the NHS. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's about six sessions from what I can gather. So you've probably been halfway exposed to whatever it is you need exposing to, and then they stop the, they stop the therapy. But now we know that hypnosis is a very rapid for those people who perform well under hypnosis and most do six most of my clients don't mm. need more than six sessions mm. if they if it's a discrete issue and some of them have got and let's fix this and oh let's fix that too um and sometimes they want separate sessions for that but mm. somebody who wants to lose weight or has ibs or you know those that you you can have a, a fixed number of visits over a period of time yeah, I mean, most of those things, my my average for most things is about six sessions. Yeah, um, I mean. yeah, I mean, and weight loss is six sessions. Because with the weight loss, they, they don't need to stay with me until they've reached their desired weight, they're just yeah. well on the way and everything's fine. Right. right. But I think with things like IBS, a lot of it is since we know a lot of it is stress and relaxation. We have audio tapes. Once you know, once you understand how to allow yourself to relax mm. in a session, you can do it to yourself. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just thinking again with IBS. Okay, so the de-stressing is a big mm -hmm. part of it, how the hypnotherapy works um, <clears throat> in terms of perhaps the bloating, the abdominal pain and the, the mm -hmm. urge to go to the loo and what have you. Um, but also, of course, when your um, stress levels are lower, your sort of gut flora is in better state, isn't it? Because stress can affect that. Well, yeah, you're also more likely to eat things that will help it do that. So you're, mm. you're eating more sensibly. Um, I don't know that I haven't read have to look at the, uh, the protocol again, but I don't know if there's much instruction um, amongst the academic centers much instruction they see a dietitian or not as well mm. probably would be a good idea well, if be only always... because they're going to have to got got to work with the backlog of yeah. bad bacteria to get to the Let, good let's stuff. face it who can't improve their eating habits who doesn't have a oh, yeah. of room there <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean, we, we do. I mean, when it comes to eating, we do. We we indulge, don't we? We see it as a luxury. We, you know, we get a bit of comfort from it. Yeah, but I think a lot of people think it's a, you know, I need this sticky toffee dessert. I've had a bad day. Mm -hmm. It's not just, and and there's no. Yeah, it's fine to have an indulgence now and again. And it's mm. the same. There there was a really good series on PBS with Alan Alder. Mm. He he was talking about the. The foods that we have for our festivals and our feasts, mm. we, we, we cram all of them on the table. It's just like everything gets on the table. Nobody mm. ever takes something away. 
this year we're going to have this kind of pie instead of that kind of pie is let's have this pie too and yeah i mean there's something about food though that we use it also as a maybe one up which is a bit of a stronger thing but you go to somebody's house or they come to yours and oh yeah, we'll the biggest spread. yeah 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 um but also um <clears throat> You know, it's seen, it, you welcome people with food, don't you? Or a drink. Right. Which is why it's so difficult for people who have digestive issues, for whatever reason, <laughs> IBS being one of them, to feel that they can socialize, which is stressful in itself. You've got to think up another reason you can't go to something or other. Mm. It's all those kinds of stressors. I mean, I, I say anything that's stress related is self perpetuating, isn't it? Mm hmm. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm this, looking here this, when you, you're talking about putting some references in the show notes. I'm just looking at mm -hmm. some simple statistics here. Uh, there was a, a, a research study done in 2013. 75% of IBS patients receiving hypnotherapy experienced significant symptom improvement yep. and a 60% reduction in gut-related anxiety. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting, they said it that way instead of the anxiety went away. Yeah, and but I'm goes, just thinking... Did it, did it turn into some other kind of anxiety? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just thinking when, you know, when drug trials are done, for example, what mm -hmm. do they regard as, as, as a successful rate? Oh, well, they're looking for negatives. If it works for the thing we're dealing with, mm. obviously the, the, it's drug well, trials. Percentage-wise, though. Yeah, but, but you don't get to human trials for, for a really long time, so... Mm. Quite, this is a little less certainly they have to have restrictions and certainly they have to make sure you don't have anything else going mm -hmm. on that might be confusing it but yeah all right now i'm just looking at the british society of gastroenterology mm -hmm. okay their guidelines recommend adding hypnotherapy as a treatment option for ibs patients who haven't responded well to other interventions right but that's it's it's now since they wrote that mm. They're saying start here. Try, try that as the first option. Right. Yeah, yeah. But again, see, is me. I'll get on my soapbox now about our NHS because hypnotherapy may be a more expensive option compared to some drugs or whatever. Um, In the I, short term. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying with our NHS over here, my experience of it is so. This is anecdotal, not a quote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, they try the cheapest thing first. If that doesn't work, then they go to the next more expensive mm -hmm. thing they don't start with the good stuff they'll start with the cheapest option well yeah it depends on what it is you're looking at i mean if mm. if, if we think you're having a heart attack we'll put you in the heart attack section of the hospital first yeah and when we realize you haven't got it we'll take you out not the other way I, I knew you'd jump to their defense <laughs> yeah well this doctors are trained to look at what catastrophic thing can happen but mm. you go through that log really fast mm. to decide uh, how you, and and nothing is foolproof okay <laughs> so, Ed, so it can always be somebody who's going to be an outlier and now having something else that's catastrophic happening and this is just mm. a red herring that we're looking at now yeah so we're talking about somebody coming with abdominal pain then you'd soon suss mm -hmm. out if it was their appendix wouldn't you right mm. it was already missing but, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah that's that's it it but most IBS is usually something that's come on more or less gradually and it's a diagnosis rule out. And then once they've, you know, you've decided they haven't got appendicitis, they haven't got this, they haven't got that, they haven't got that, and they're dealing with this over several weeks or months, mm. then you, you aren't going to have to go and reinvent the wheel. But you do have to be careful because if they have still got an appendix, 
they could still get appendicitis. Yeah. <laughs> but if the, if the pain that they're having is exactly the same as it was yesterday, and that obviously new symptoms still have to be reevaluated. Mm. Can appendix play up at any age, Denise? Yeah. Yeah. I always think of it as children with appendicitis. Yeah. It's I, it's usually, you know, seven up. <laughs> thing. It's, no, I just I've remember seen, one I've year seen... in secondary school, there was about six different people yeah. in my one class that all had their appendix out in the same year. I The youngest I've seen is who's just shy of two. Mm. It's really young. But and and again, you know, you don't expect people to be eighty so they have fun size. Can happen. Can it? That's what I'm saying. Can it happen? Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I had no idea. I always think of it as you thought. You thought you were free, huh? No. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, if you think about it, then somebody's got IBS. Okay, there's the obvious inconvenience of it, mm-hmm. etc. Um, but but if hypnotherapy, if they were to have hypnotherapy and it helped them. Um, Apart from the obvious thing that it would help with, it's everything else, though, isn't it? As well, I mean, it would give them the freedom back. Right, bladder urgency. You mm. don't want to get on a train for three hours. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. You, you know, it could come on at any time. So it is very restricting. Mm. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it could literally give somebody their life back, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. That's not too big a statement to make. <laughs> but yeah, that is. The thing though, isn't it, with IBS, it is really debilitating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're almost at the end of the episode, Denise, and we've waffled on as usual. But isn't that a relief to everybody listening here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be good though to talk about IBS because it is one of those things that hypnotherapy really helps with. So, if that's something, and, it, and again, it's one of those things that people get reluctant to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how it is in America. But over here, you know, we go to our doctor, we don't like to talk about our bowel movements or other kinds of things in delicate areas. <laughs> and yet they're all over the advertising here. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. But yes, people would not, people will not uh, volunteer that information usually, which is fine. But you should hmm. volunteer it to your doctor. Yeah, <laughs> you should absolutely. tell your doctor this problem. And once your doctor Even checked it... you out and told you it's IBS, come and see us. Preferably with your doctor's blessing already, instead of us having to backtrack and get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we will. We'll put that information in the show notes as well. Yep. Um, on that research because it's re- make, makes really interesting reading, and um, we'll catch everybody on the next one. Yes, hopefully we will have a guest <laughs> by then. <laughs> We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.